So I'm going to invite the Wode on. So welcome. Let's do it. Welcome. Wode. Yes. Hi, doctor. How are you? Hi, Wode. Welcome back to another episode of the Face Wrestling Video Podcast. I'm Waldo. I'm the Matt. And Dr. The Wife is on assignment right now. And in episode 30, we're back at the Osaka <laughs> World Pavilion on February 24th with a reported attendance of 245. It's the first of two shows on the same day, and this one is at noon. Something stardom has been known to do, and a personal favorite of mine. For this episode, we have a four-way, a tag match, and two singles matches, with one being for the SWA Championship. And for those playing at home, you may think we're missing a match. We'll get there. And getting back to normal for us here at Face Wrestling with our reviews is something straight out of Keep Austin Weird campaign with a musical act. Matt, what can you tell us about the opening of the Stardom's Idol Act? So the first thing available on this show is the Stardom Idols. I didn't catch those two people's names coming out and singing a song and the audience just kind of watching them sing and dance with no real reaction and polite applause at the end. It was different. Yeah, so that got us to thinking, what is Stardom Idols and why are they out here? I got news for you. I found out what Stardom Idols was. Go on. So from the little bit of information I was able to find, apparently Tam's manager set this up, and it was supposed to be a spinoff group centered around Tam. Is that the dude in the wig? I don't know. Okay. But... It's not actually, like, it actually has nothing to do with stardom. It just uses the name. Okay. And Tam was the GM and was supposed to run the whole thing. It didn't do much. Tam changed management, and it went away. All right. Bad news, but people can Google that. There was some stuff. I don't know. It's hard to find a lot of information on this side of the pond, which is weird to say about Japan. But, like, yeah, there was some weird stuff. But for us, there were two very good things to come out of this. Okay. Would you like to know who two of the stardom idols were? Go on. Names that don't mean anything in our current timeline, but in real life, Tulsaya. Oh. Tulsaya got her start as one of the stardom idols. I think one of them looked familiar. Yes. And then the other one was, at the time, Manene Hoshino, who was Itsuku Hoshino, who we will also see. Oh, she joined stars later. We'll also see in the future. Oh, Both okay. of them got their... So what it was is... It was an idol group, and they would have the opportunity to wrestle if they wanted to. After it folded, Saya and Hoshino were the only ones that decided to continue. They took their wrestling's exam, which I think is awesome that they have to have, oh, yeah. they have to pass a wrestling exam over there to become professionals. And passed and would later join Stardom. So we'll we'll see more of them in the future, and we'll go deeper dives on those. But at least two good things. And you can kind of see, in theory the thought process behind the future cosmic angels that kind of built from this as well with the whole blending of the J pop and the wrestling, you'll kind of see that in the cosmic angels world. They'll do the dancing and kind of more 
J poppy look to it and stuff. But yeah, it was it was a vehicle for Tam that had not really anything to do with Stardom. Oh, there was a funny tweet. They put on a I think three wrestling shows total, one big one that used to be on Stardom World but isn't anymore. And after that event, how to put this nicely and stay positive, uh <laughs> our friend Rosie posted a review of the show and was like, you know, it was it was decent. It'll be interesting to see where they go from here. Maybe leave out the wrestling in the future. The wrestling part? Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Let's see where it goes from here somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I think it said it started in November, and we're now in February, and it only goes through about March. So we're almost at the end of Stardom Idols even being a thing. But I did come across this as a fun fact, too. So apparently, and this is, the fans can butcher me below, but you'll remember, Fuka, who, who ran stuff, Helped run stuff in Stardom originally, right? Yeah, the original main trainer. She used to bring a J-pop group in before shows all the time. Right, but they weren't associated. They, they were just like the opening yeah, act. Yeah. Um, when she left in early 2018, they no longer had that. And this is also kind of a, a, a way to get back to that. Because it was something that they had already dabbled in before, you know? And so this was a way to kind of cross that up. But yeah, interesting. I've seen clips from the the big show they put on interesting or, or someone wrestled a teddy bear I, I don't know it's weird but that's it for start of miles all right let's get to some business with a four-way match seeing leo natsuko alex and hana all go at it oh no alex starts the promo off but mentions that her time is limited here in stardom matt talk to me yeah so she says this is one of my last couple matches of this tour since i've been here i've been put under pressure shined and polished that is exactly how the pink dream is developed. So today my goal is to go out there and do my best and show I've developed. Do my best for stars and show how far I've come. So let's go out there and do my best and go out with a bang. We'll find out later that not only is this one of the last shows, but like this is kind of like the last day of the tour. Leo says, Leo gives her a little Jan intro and then she says, this is my first Osaka show since my return. I'd like to win and cooperate with Natsuko. I'll do my best. Natsuko says, Jan intros and then we're at Osaka in a four-way with which I have little experience I plan on seeking out Hana I'm not used to four-way so I'll have to pace myself and use my intelligence let's go and then we don't shoot back to Hana we don't get a weird Hana promo this go around I'm pretty sure that'll be taken care of later <laughs> possibly everyone is out in the ring and middle-aged ref starts us off in a four-way test of strength after a quick standoff right before they lock up for it the crowd is firmly in Hana's corner. She yeah. didn't do anything and they were all ready for her. Yeah, they're they're a pro-Hana crowd here. In fact, the other three were trying to get the crowd going while this was happening. It, it, it was it was not happening. I will say, it was kind of weird to me because it was weird watching Alex, who was clearly, like, even when she was coming to the ring, was trying to get the crowd and, like, it's like, you've been here for a little bit. You still don't know how to work a Japanese crowd. Hana did nothing and the crowd was immediately behind her. Yep, she just showed up. Hana takes advantage of the test of strength, but the other three meet her in the middle of the ring for a triple boot off the ropes. I did like that spot when they all went for the test of strength, and then Hana just started booting them each individually in the stomach. The three ladies get Hana in the corner and all smash into her. It tops off with Natsuko being a step stool for Leo to hit a running splash. Well, that, that's one way to did do it. Did you notice something about this, though, that I don't think I've ever seen anybody do, and it makes sense? When Natsuko got up from being the step stool, she grabbed her back. Yeah. So, like, yeah, like, it would hurt if somebody jumped off your back. Good selling. I, I've seen other people do this spot, and they don't sell, they sell it like nothing happened to them. Leo follows up with a nice cutter out of the corner to Hana. Well yeah. done. 
Deception, though, as Natsuko breaks her pen attempt, and her and Leo go for a little to see if the pecking order will change any in Jan. They think better of it as Hana comes back in and work together. Alex is there to try to help out, but focus from Jan is turned to her quickly. Alex hit a nice running snapmare to Hana, and after a failed pen attempt, times a nice-looking spring body, springboard body splash off the second rope to Natsuko and Leo. Yeah, I think this might be the cleanest we've seen uh, Alex in the ring so far. Bit of a rough-looking double spear from Natsuko to Alex and Leo. Mm-hmm. But props to her for getting it done with a foot of size difference between the recipients. Mm-hmm. Hana gets back in, and it's her and Natsuko going for running shoulder tackles. Natsuko catches Hana in a good-looking spine buster. The look on Hana's face and the like, ah, as she was going for the spine buster, favorite part of this match. She made Natsuko look like a beast right here. Natsuko misses an arm swipe, but Hana pops up and gets her in the torque wrench, and she lays this one in. Leo is there to break it quickly before she's pulled Natsuko's arm out. Leo and Alex trade pin attempts on Hana and then start to fight each other for the right. An awkward 979 from Alex to Leo. Mm. I think it's because Leo is a bit shorter and the positioning was a bit different. Mm -hmm. But Alex's shining wizard was on point to Natsuko after that missed flying butt drop. The shiniest of wizards. It was. Alex is able to get the code breaker, backbreaker, code breaker, breaker, in on Natsuko after Hana was on the apron to catch her with a couple of chains. (laughs) Always the weird sentence structure here from these matches. With Natsuko out of the way, Hana is in to lay in the painful schoolgirl. Went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. To get the three in 503. Still not sure why Hana didn't have a pre-match promo, but she beats her way through the wrestlers with her chain after the match. I know this match was short, but I was pretty impressed in the wrestling that took place here. Natsuko and Hana were obviously the veterans in the ring, but Alex and Leo have come a long way in their ability as well. Yeah, for a five-minute opener, not not bad. Quick ending. It's no DQ. It's a four-way match. Might as well use some chains. Absolutely. No, No problem with any of it. Next up, thanks to a bit of Mayu and stardom working with Ring of Honor, we have Sumi Sakai... Taking on Azumi in a singles match. We have a contender for a weirdest promo of the day. As we shoot back to Sumi Sakai, who says, Today I will wrestle baby. I'm so excited to kick her butt and smack her butt. That's it. That's all. Oh, and she danced around in a circle as she said this. That was different. Yeah. We shoot over to Azumi, who says, Today it's my first time to wrestle Sumi. I have to try my best to not get overwhelmed. She is a mysterious person. Mysterious. I added the second mysterious there. Okay. In case you were curious. I had two things before we get fully into this match. Azumi came out with no mask for this. I yeah, that was that a little was, bit different. That was weird, especially since someone later will be coming out with the mask. Very so straight like, to the point for this one, wasn't it? Yeah. Also, it's clear that Azumi's supposed to be working hill for this match, but throughout the entirety of it, from the whole get go of walk down and everything, you can tell she's really just happy to be in the ring with Sumi. Like, she can't hide the little smile that's constantly on her well, face. Well, that and the crowd this. wasn't going to let her be heel for this. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, though, she, you could tell how happy she oh, is yeah. just being able to wrestle Sumi. It was a nice little show of respect that you could tell she's enjoying this. Middle age after this back out, are we going to have to put out another milk carton for a race car ref? Maybe. And he's really into posing for the start here. The bell rings, and it's followed with brunt force chaos. I don't know how else to put this. Azumi manages to get a corner foot stomp onto Sakai in the corner. It's broken by a five count. Sakai gets out of the corner and flips Azumi over the top for her charge and spanks her like the baby she referenced in the promo. This was different. Moving on. <laughs> Look, wrestling is hard work. I personally think that the seasoned veteran like Sakai is allowed to use a DQ count to her advantage while taking a break 
with the crowd. Agreed. It's the advantage of being front row at a startup show, kind of like being front row at a Mission Pro Wrestling show. Except at a Mission Pro Wrestling show, we know for a fact that front row VIP tickets get you way more cool stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't know with stardom yet because we're still trying to figure out how to get there. Yeah. But we have the next best thing with www.startup-world.com where you can find amazing wrestling outside of Texas for only 920 yen a month. How many yen? 920. Not a lot of yen. And if you're curious about the wrestling inside Texas, there's titlematchnetwork.com for only $9.99 a month. How many dollars? $9.99. Not a lot of dollars. Well, $9.99. And you get all the Renegade Twins you want on there. Zuby didn't let Sakai have a long break as she starts chase through the venue. Japanese Jack Tony is slightly amused. How do we know? We've dedicated a portion of our time here at Face Wrestling studying the facial expressions of Japanese Jack Tony, and we're positive he's slightly amused here. It's the biggest reaction we've had from him so far. Azumi manages to get in a spank or two of her own when Sakai tries to get back in the ring and follows up with her amazing top rope stomp. Torque ranch from Sakai to Azumi, but this one looks to be in metric rather than imperial standard. Standing figure four to a regular one, testing my knowledge on this show, aren't we stardom? Mm-hmm. Azumi rolls it over and Sakai tries to make the ropes. No dice and she rolls it over with Azumi finally making it to the ropes herself. This seems to be questionable as Sakai argues with middle-aged ref about if he's sure or not. I think he was sure. He's pretty sure. He's always pretty sure. Osaka Crab attempt turned into a roll-up by Azumi and Azumi gets in a nice running dropkick to Sakai from across the ring to follow it up with another top shelf stomp. Insecurity to Sakai, and I have to rewind because I don't know how Sakai got that pin in from what looked to be the Scorpion death drop attempt. Yep, I, I summed it up with the the old adage of old age and treachery will always beat youth and exuberance. Azumi was going as hard as she could, but Sumi sneaky. She snuck in the most devastating move in professional wrestling today. But Sakai gets into three and five minutes even, and Azumi slaps her for her troubles. Yeah, she tried to. She tried to be. Sumi tried to be friends with. Azumi afterwards and like shake her hand and uh no and then i was like who is she yelling at because she kept yelling like she slapped me she slapped me and like tam was consoling her on the outside so good job tam you can definitely see the difference in styles here with sky being more quote americanized but the two had a good match and kept the audience entertained i wouldn't say more americanized she definitely falls more under the the sports japanese comedy style of wrestling yeah um, which was fun. They but, they worked this well is her, together. This is her thing in Ring of Honor too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I, but it's there's a big culture in Japan that has that comedic wrestling style, and I think this falls more under that. Up next is our tag match of the night with QQ Momo and Konami taking on Jan of Jungle and Gorilla. We shoot back to the Jan locker room where Jungle gives where they give the whole Jan intros before Jungle says, "This is the first time we've tagged together." I will pretend this is a title match because next week it is, so I want to win today. Let's go Jungle Jungle. Then Saya gives Jungle a piggyback ride. Yep. Uh, I feel like Jungle actually didn't think that Saya was going to give her a piggyback ride because there was a weird pause, but then she did. So that's the thing that happened. We then shoot back to Momo who says, it's Osaka day. Uh, We face Jan. I only care about Jungle. I want the momentum going to our title match. Konami says, this is a title match preview. But I myself have a title match tonight. I want to get the win here with my biggest weapon. My triangle Lancer's win percentage is 100%. Hang on. Gorilla says she knows her body is small. Mm. I call shenanigans. That lady can fill a door frame. Yes, but not the top part. Middle-aged ref earning his pay tonight with three in a row when he's kicking us off in this match with Konami and Gorilla. 
Test of strength with the ladies really defining the strength portion of this match. Nice drop kick from Gorilla and it gets a response from Konami with a full on lariat. Momo contains the side stuff while Konami tries for an early insult pin attempt with only a foot on the chest. Tag into Momo and I have to say that I missed this era of QQ. Mm -hmm. This is probably my favorite iteration of it. This is my, pretty much my favorite iteration of all the groups. Yeah. This year, 2019, is probably our yeah, yeah. favorite year in stardom. Stiff kicks from Momo to Gorilla with a beautiful power slam to follow. Momo makes Gorilla humble, but Jungle finally manages to get in and try and straighten things out. She's quickly shooed away, and Momo starts back up on Gorilla again. Gorilla dodges a running corner dropkick from Momo and gets one in of her own. She quickly tries to tag Jungle in, but Momo was up quick enough to knock her off the apron and get back to business on Gorilla. Jeez, Momo. Gorilla owed you money or something. She hit Gorilla with an elbow, and as good as it looked, it seemed Momo didn't hit her with full force either. Mm-hmm. And the story of the match continues with Jungle not being let in to face anyone. Mm -hmm. But finally, after Gorilla squirms out of another power slam attempt, drop kicks Momo in the gut, she gets the tag in. Really nice hot tag moment. Yeah, and the fans are actually pretty on this. Yeah. Jungle straight away shoulder tackles Momo and Konami. Running splash to Momo in the corner with a walkout flying splash and cross arm into the bottom rope. Flying from out on the apron in on top of Momo, Jungle only gets a two, and the stiffness contest can probably start between Jungle and Momo. Jungle declares herself the winner of the night with an elbow to Momo's head. Uh, no one else this night is going to come close. Mm -mm. But somehow Momo is stable enough to catch Jungle running off the ropes with a dropkick. Momo tries for the B-driver. Jungle wiggles out, and Momo quickly regains control. Jungle is up to come jawjack Momo when she's up in the top of the corner. Jungle power carries her for a muscle buster, but Konami breaks it up and QQ try to double-team suplex Jungle. Jungle says no. Running knees to Jungle and Momo gets our first two in 99 100s of the night. Shortly after, we find out that Jungle's true power comes from being hit with a boot to the head because she almost put Momo through the mat with that lariat. Yeah, she reached her final form. Konami gets the first tag when both ladies are down and prevents Jungle from tagging in Gorilla. Just for a second. When Gorilla does come in, she gets in some nice drop kicks to Konami. But the following elbows aren't as effective, because Konami just flattens her with a crossbody leg. Gorilla tries for a crucifix pin, but can't quite get it over. Jungle comes in with a lariat to assist. Madness ensues. A near-perfect flex, semi-perfect flex? Mostly perfect. Mostly perfect flex from Konami to Gorilla. Sees another 2 in 99 100s, as Jungle nearly didn't make the breakup on this one. Momo clears out Jungle. And we think Gorilla is about to surprise us with a pin, but not quite as things turn around and Konami lays in the Triangle Lancer for the submission at 10.17. What? But? What happens afterwards? That's for you. We have Momo and Jungle still going at it, which is a nice buildup for their title match that's coming out. Yeah. This was a great match for me. And Gorilla is really on her way with how she did here today. The three season ladies really did a great job working to Gorilla's strengths while not letting anything go silly. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I, I thought I, I don't have notes on this match because I was gotcha. watching this match. This is one of those stardom does this. You know, you you you're trying to take notes, but then you're just so caught up on watching what's happening that like your notes go from these are the introductions to these are the introductions to the next match. <laughs> It's time for Bobby to try her hand at obtaining the SWA Championship by challenging Utami. And it's time for the Stardom Zoo to get a new animal representation. Because we shoot back to the locker room where Bobby says, Today is in Osaka, and it's the final day of my tour. It's my biggest opportunity yet. I have an SWA title match with Utami. 
My suitcase is going to be a little heavier, but I'm okay with that. I can't wait. We then have an, the new addition to the Stardom Zoo as Hana runs over, jumps up in her arm, and just says, Koala. Bobby's entire promo was undone by this. <laughs> yeah. It was a decent promo, too. One of the, probably the best ones we've seen from Bobby that actually had something to do with what was happening. And then Koala. Yep. Hana made up for it. Yep. Uh, we then shoot over to Utami, who gives a promo. We may or may not find out why they normally don't give her a microphone. She says, it's a soccer day show and my first SWA title defense. I face Bobby, who with Hana has been picking up momentum here in Japan for the first SWA title defense. Bobby may be strong, but I will defend this belt. Holy crap, dude, really? <laughs> it's kind of how it went. Yeah, she was really quiet on this one, too. Yeah. But I also think it's the first time in our timeline she said more than two words. It's the first time I think she's had to do it by herself. Yeah. She was really quiet. I had to turn it up on this one. Yeah. All right, enough of that middle-aged ref stuff. It's time for old ref to come in and set things right. Mm -hmm. I see that the really good streamer throwers are back as Tommy is confused on how some of them got in the rafters. <laughs> While she's confused, the ring announcer introduces old ref and he gets a moderate name shout. Old ref! Good for him. Yeah, good job. Bell ain't even run yet, and I'm already chuckling at old ref for calling it. <laughs> That's class right there, middle-aged ref. You need to learn from it. <laughs> Collar and elbow lock up to start off with a bit of wristwatches and rollarounds. Power slam from Utami to Bobby, and Utami is setting the pace for this match early on. But it's a good contrast to Bobby who tries to attack quickly, and Bobby is focused on the legs. Makes sense because Utami is a little taller and slightly bigger. Maybe it'll keep Utami grounded. Bobby gets caught off guard for a little while while trying to argue with Old Ref about his counting speed. But as Utami tries to capitalize on Bobby being distracted, Bobby gets focused on the legs again and starts to taunt for a little bit. Yeah, she keeps yelling, Baka, 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 which means crazy or foolish. Utami starts to make her way up, and the ladies trade some elbows. Every chance Bobby gets, she attacks the legs and knees of Utami. That, that's smart. Mm -hmm. Whip into the corner from Bobby to Utami, and Bobby follows up with rope bounce thingy number 59 edition from the corner. The rope assisted. Yeah. Every time this thing has been different. But... The camera angle was very decent on this. It yeah. made it look a whole lot better. Utami's finally showing some signs of life when she manages to lariat Bobby down to the mat. But she's slow to follow up, and Bobby looks to be in some control. Up top for a flying dropkick to Bobby from Utami, followed by a weird barrel roll thingy for her two. Yep. A strange kick to the back from Bobby to Utami, and then it's followed up by a stomp to the chest to lay Utami down. Oh, it's the torture rack. Back to Bobby. Been a bit for that one. Mm -hmm. Utami then turns it into a modified German suplex for the three in 816. I'm going to be honest here and say this one was a little bit of a surprise for me. This was Bobby's match all the way, and she was clearly on the way to win this one. And then it was just poof, German suplex out of a torture rack for the three. I'm going to be honest with you. I really liked this match. Really? Yes. I, I feel like it is a nice continuation of the series that we've seen with Utami of fighting different types of opponents. So we've had her fight Viper, who had the bigger, stronger style. We've seen her fight Orissa, who was just trying to kick her head off. We've seen her, you know what I'm saying? She's had these different kinds of matches every person. This was her, I'm fighting a hill who's gonna try to do whatever I can to win match. I don't know that Bobby was quite all the way there yet to be that hill, but she's the best one in the company at it, I think at the moment for that kind of hill work that they needed for this. Also, there was a really good moment to where Bobby put her down like she did like a, a snapmare with her hair and went for the pin. But because she used the hair, old ref was like, I'm not counting. You cheated. 
like they did a really good job of building her up as a cheater in this match and doing whatever it takes to win. And then Utami had to find a way once again to get out of it and and and, and win at the end. And I think they did a good job with it as as part of a continuing story. Only thing that I want to really see an improvement on, and it has nothing to do with in the ring stuff. It's mm -hmm. more with the promo work because this is the first time that we've heard her talk. We've By herself, the, yeah. Yeah, in the future, we've seen her cut promos that were good. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, when does that pick up and what causes it? So maybe it's within the next month of our timeline. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Match of the night for me is the tag match. Yeah, I, I have to go the same. I, I Like I said, I really liked Tommy and Bobby, but the tag match was, as a wrestling match, was a better match. I really enjoy good tag matches, and this one was right up there for being good. It also had a rookie involved and three other ladies did a fantastic job of including her. Had someone just wandered in off the street and saw this match, they might be so inclined to think that all four ladies had been doing this for a bit and not notice that there was a rookie in there. Yeah. And it just goes to help out Gorilla later on in her singles career too. Yeah. So kudos to all four ladies. Hill of the night was for me. I'm going to give it to Bobby. I think, I think like I said, I think she played it to perfection in this match. Not to perfection. There, there's some stuff she needs to do to improve to be. And random side note, just throw this out there too for you. Recently in real life, NXT UK released a bunch of people. Yeah. And it's shutting down. Well, yes. they're, they're, com could, well, they're, they're shutting down and combining. Guess who didn't get released? Really? Yeah. She's still, she's still on the roster. That's good. Yeah. So kudos to her. Keep doing great things even in the future. But yeah, I, I think she did good. I think she did good heel work. I don't know if she was not her herself, but like as far as, like I said, you put Viper in there, you're getting the best big, strong person that was available at that time frame. And I don't think Bobby was as good as a heel as Viper was as a strong lady, but I think she was the best choice for what they had to work with at the time. If yeah. That makes sense. Who's your heel in that? It goes without saying that every time we have a show like this, you see everybody out on, on the ringside making sure that all the wrestlers are taken care of, all the streamers are picked up, yet you never see Saki. I saw Saki. No, she's in the back somewhere trying to figure out how she's going to portray someone. I personally wish that I could just get paid to sit around the back and get learn, just figure out how I'm going to portray people. And on top of that, that is what you get stardom, how dare you? You're going to take the biggest betrayer on the entire roster and give her her own photo book? The Let Me Free Saki edition? I, I, I just can't believe this. Are you just trying to convince people out there that this is how, what you need to do in order to get ahead in the world, which is betray people? It's unfathomable. Don't buy it. Whatever you do, don't buy it. So we said early on that some of y'all might be wondering if we're missing a match. Aha! The main event is an elimination tag match, and as per tradition here on Face Wrestling, we leave the truly chaotic stuff for a single episode to give it its proper respect and due. So join us on episode 30, part 2, Dr. DeWife will be back with us again, where we'll cover that match in long form. I'm Waldo, and that's it for me. And I'm the Matt. Be sure to catch us on all the usual places within social media, at Face Wrestling, on the Twitter and Facebook, and also at Dr. DeWife now. Leave a comment below and let us know how we're doing. You can catch the audio version of this episode on SoundCloud and the iTunes. Don't forget to start to kick the subscribe button here on the YouTube. As always, check out the www.stardom-world.com where you can get some amazing wrestling action for only 920 yen a month. How many yen? 920. That's not <laughs> Don't forget, everyone is different and everyone is good. <laughs>